Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Level 99. I'm your host, Pete, podcast about all things tech related. This week is going to be an episode a little bit more centered for, I should say centered more towards containers, but more specifically, anyone who's trying to get their feet wet. I have not had the chance or the opportunity to dive too deep into containers, especially at work. Something I've always wanted to do, but I've not had the opportunity to do so yet. With my current employer, I was really hoping to do that or at least try to take the opportunity of reducing some of the nodes that I do support and maybe doing a hybrid solution or whatever with uh, containers. But that does not seem to be the case for many reasons that we don't need to get into that today. The more I kept thinking about, I was like, I really want to do this. I really want to learn more about it. How am I going to do that? Really going to redo my, I have this mini PC that I removed Windows off of and put Ubuntu and that I had AdGuard Home running on it for my entire home network. So I was planning on just nuking and paving that and just setting up Docker and whatever on it. But shout out to my to my buddy. He actually gave me a server that he didn't need anymore. And now I have my own home lab, which is fucking awesome. This thing is a beast of its own. It's like three terabytes. I think it has what, 16 or 24 gigs of RAM. It's a beast. It's awesome. I love it. So I reformatted, put, put a Ubuntu on it again. An amazing little setup. And I will admit that in the past, I was kind of against having full-blown home labs, like I never really understood it. I was like, why would you want to do that when you can learn and do everything on the job? Which I have come to learn that doing things of that nature is more of a great opportunity and not always you get that. And I have learned that myself. Having a home lab is really cool where you get to learn a lot of unique things where you wouldn't get the opportunity to do before, or you just want to have a cool little setup and just to fuck around with, right? I don't know if I'm going to end up being one of those guys that has a full rack, like 16 fucking servers or whatever. I don't know if I'm going to go that far, but for now, I'm having a lot of fun with this single server right now. And getting into containers, as I was redoing my home lab, I was like, let me see if I can put AdGuard Home that I already have running, that already works, and I know how it works, in a container. It's like, fuck it. So before reinstalling it the manual way, I installed Docker and I started playing around with it a little bit. I started doing, you know, just regular Docker pulls from the CLI. I started messing around with some of the, the volume mounting and things like that. I was like, okay, this is easy. This is cool. And this is very simple. I, I understand the, the reasoning why a lot of people do it. It is very simple to just do multiple applications or containers onto an operating system. And you don't have to worry about them fighting with each other too much, right? Because my biggest concern was as I was building this server out was I don't want to have too many applications running at the same time, which anyone who's in operations knows that's never a good idea. But putting it in containers is a kind of a better practice, in my opinion. On Reddit, I was uh, looking up on Medium forums, uh, Stack Overflow, and everyone was saying this uh, same comment, forget about Docker CLI, start doing it uh, a Docker Compose file and, and start building your containers that way. Like, okay, let me see how this works. 
So Docker Compose gives you a lot more flexibility in writing your containers. Yes, I think if you are starting fresh like I was and you don't have much experience, definitely start just fucking around with the CLI. Just keep it simple, right? Do the the Apache Hello World one, just whatever applications you might be used to, just pull it, see how it works, and then destroy, right? The the best part about the Docker Compose is when you write this file, it's always going to be there. Versus the CLI, when you hit enter and you know next week if there's an update or a patch that you want to, you know, destroy and rebuild a container, you have to remember what that CLI command was, or just type in history and go up and repaste that command, which is kind of annoying. The compose file will always be there, and if you have a home lab, you can always just push it up to your GitHub, or if you have your own repository set up at home, you can just keep it there. It gives you a lot more flexibility that way, and you can always modify things differently. Now with the Docker container, it was becoming very fun for me, and I was very much enjoying it, but I was also getting very annoyed about constantly logging into my server to run the commands that I needed to. I have also locked down my server very significantly because I don't know what I want to do with it yet, right? Whether if I want to turn into a media server, cloud uh, storage thing, I don't know yet, but I threw universal firewall on it, but put a bunch of very restricted rules on it, failed to ban. I've put, actually I even put an authenticator. So every time I log in with using my user, I have to <laughs> open my authenticator app and just run, put the code in. That overkill maybe, but better to be safe than sorry, right? Like I'm a firm believer that if you can definitely use MFA on everything, but just keep doing this over and over again was getting annoying, but no, I was not willing to compromise even a little bit. So I started looking into an application called Nomad from HashiCorp. And I was like, maybe I can manage my container stack that way. Given I only have one container running, but still, right, I'm planning ahead. And as I was looking at it, I was like, this is cool, but there seems to be very limited functionality. I did not like how I, if I wanted to expand, I would have to add a lot of other tools to complement it. Getting it installed and running was very easy, but overall, not my cup of tea. I think it has its place in an enterprise, but for your home lab, not so much. And I know, I know the use cases for Nomad, but all intents and purposes for this episode, we're keeping it for the average person who is going to be running containers at home. Thanks to the lovely people of Reddit. I love you all. You guys are fucking awesome. I was told to check out Protainer or Portainer. I always mess that up. I always keep calling it Protainer. I don't know why. Even when I type it, I type in Protainer first. Portainer. Is actually a very neat open source product. I believe the free community edition is open source, but the enterprise is not. I mean, regardless, I love open source products. I think it's an awesome way to learn and get more in, into tools and products, right? It really does give you a lot of opportunity of learning and growth. So anytime you're looking to do anything at home or if your opportunities at work, Highly suggest trying the open source route first. Give it a shot. Doesn't hurt. The thing I loathe about Portainer, and I'm probably butchering it, sorry, is that right off the bat, it tries to 
encrypt itself with SSL, right? Not well, you still have to take other steps and measures, but it's very nice that I don't have to manually change the port to put it on, you know, like 9443. It auto kind of does that for you, which a lot of other applications that I'm used to managing for work in the past, it's like this whole process of, you know, setting up the key stores and things like that. This was very seamless, just very thought out. And then the other cool part about it is I actually have Portainer running in a Docker container, right? It's fucking cool. I love it. Um, but in addition to, to, to it just being so easy to set up, I do enjoy all of the features that it comes with, right? It auto picks up all of your, your containers. So if I destroy and rebuild, it automatically picks it up. With Nomad, it did take a little bit of time to pick it up and you have to do some manual massaging in between, or maybe just me not knowing the product very well, right? It could also be user error. But from my experience, from what I saw, it wasn't as seamless, right? If I'm putting up a product, especially if I want to take it to work and say, hey, I think this product is awesome. I don't want to do a lot of work. I want something that is easy and something I can set and forget it. And I don't have to over-engineer something. So this off the bat, huge win. The other cool thing I liked about it is I can easily stop, start, delete containers off of the GUI and import my Docker com uh, compose files without logging in and running the CLI. So it's already a big win, right? I'm, don't have to keep logging in. I can just use the web browser off my iPad and just start working on my the containers. It's so seamless and easy. The one thing I had a trouble in understanding with containers was the whole volume thing, right? Just attaching volumes, unattaching. So when I provisioned uh, AdGuard Home in the Docker container, I'd gone through, retagged, relabeled all the IP addresses to what my it might correlate to my home network. It, I did all of the the shebang. It wasn't a lot of work, but still, after I figured out how to upgrade, you have to destroy, rebuild, whatever. I had forgotten <laughs> any data in the container that gets deleted that is not mounted to a volume will then be also deleted. Fuck. Right. So I'm sitting there like, where is, where is it? Where is it? Why? What did I do? Just to realize, whoops, you know, lesson learned. But at least it's a lesson learned one, home lab. And two, when you're doing this at work or messing around, make sure it's in a, in a lower environment, right? Not production. And then I started going on Stack Overflow and trying to understand how the volumes work, whether I just attach or don't attach it. So I was then at the same time, messing around with the Docker Compose file, I kept trying to put a definite path when I was listing the volumes. And then I was trying to mess around with actually listing and creating a volume and then specifying the path that way, which seemed to be a lot neater because then I terminated and destroyed that container and rebuilt it. And what do you know? All the information and stuff that I had saved and stored was there it didn't get terminated haha -ha. so a caveat to this is if you're setting up any application in a let's say in a container you kind of do need to know beforehand 
where the meat of the data that you want is going to be stored, right? So let's pull Bitbucket, Jira, or Confluence, right? Those are some of the products that I've messed with the most, and especially for work. For those kinds of applications, it being a Java application, the majority of the meat of the data is going to be in var, whatever, whatever, Atlassian, right? OPT is going to be your config files, especially custom config files. So if you're running that in a container, well, those two specific um, directory paths, you would just create two separate volumes and define that in your container. So next time you do an upgrade, well, guess what? All of your data is now retained. So when you do an upgrade, it's a lot easier. I'm just also speculating on that specific part for those three applications. I have not done it yet. I am planning on it and I hope to do it soon, or at least if not at work, then probably at my home lab and just mess around and see how it goes. But overall, I would say it is very seamless for your home lab. Now, I don't really know what else I am going to do on this whole server. I do kind of want to see if I can put snort in a container and let it just, you know, run around and do its thing. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know what snort is, it is a CLI command line based tool, it has no GUI, and it is more of a intrusion detection program. You can set it up with other tools, which I've seen some people put it with Grafana and they have a very nice dashboard. Grafana is actually another tool that I do want to put up in my in my stack to see how it's going to look. I have some Grafana experience in the past, and I actually really like it compared to you Kibana know, and all the other products. And the reason being why I personally enjoyed Grafana the most was it was just so simple, but also the documentation is a lot more public. I actually had a conversation with one of their marketing managers or whoever he was, forgetting his title, sorry, uh, reInvent. And he was like, oh, why do you like Grafana so much? We're just having this cool conversation. I was telling him, well, your information is actually public. It's open source. That's why I like it so much. Me trying to learn the tool was so easy. So then when I brought it into my previous company for adoption, it was a lot easier because you know, I was able to test it, play around with it, and vet it. Whereas with Kibana, yes, especially with the Elk stack, a lot of the information is public. But once you get to the more advanced modifications or features that you want to play around with, it's not very easily accessible. You'd have to kind of pay a premium sometimes to obtain that information. Overall, you know, doing containers... It's actually kind of cool. It's very fun, and I see what the the glamour is for it. What I just mentioned might sound like a huge tangent on other applications, but in reality, it's actually what I'm thinking about on what I want to set up for my container stack. So you yourself can actually set up any container you want. So let's say you want to do a backup storage thing, do it. Cloud server, do it. You want to have a media server, do it, right? Or maybe there's some things you support at work and you also want to get into containers as well. 
just set up a container and replicate the, uh, the infrastructure you have at work at home. And if you don't, then just actually go on Google and just get some ideas from previous posts from Reddit, Stack Overflow, whatever, and just keep playing around with it. And eventually you're going to have a need. Don't have anything at all, but it means just copy what I did, right? Just throw AdGuard home into a Docker container, set up across your whole network, rearrange your upstream DNS. And now not only do you have a cool setup, but you also have privacy in your house. Well, a little bit more, but that's a different topic of its own. But overall, yeah, that's that's about it for this week's episode. Quick, simple review and my thoughts on those products and what I kind of been messing around with. And actually, am part of a few, I wouldn't say committees. Um, there's several groups within the organization I work out that I'm part of. And I was just kind of just throwing out the the stuff that I was doing at home over the weekends. Like, hey, I just installed Nomad and give you all an update whether I like it or not. And it was like a cool conversation with the other nerds in the, in the organization. I was like, hey, this is cool. And they're like, yeah, let us know how it works. It's like, it sucks. But this one's a lot better and this is cool. And then we all keep switching and trading cool projects we find and other neat things like that it's not just fun but it's also a great way to network and kind of meet new people and kind of get along with your fellow nerds <laughs> but all joking aside definitely give it a shot get on reddit get on stack overflow there's a ton of information out there even on medium on how to just get started on a simple container youtube has a ton of information on step-by-step instructions i hope you all enjoy this episode i hope you all have a great week and until next time take care <laughs>